check email, respond, wait, respond, wait, respond, wait, If you've ever respond. felt this way, there's a pretty good chance you're in a rut. And when you're in a rut, your creativity is limited. Your potential for growth is limited. Your energy is also limited. So what do you do? Today, we discuss how to identify if you are stuck in a rut and how to break out of it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the KL Podcast. We're glad to have you back with us today. And we're finally breaking free of our stoicism conversation. We are breaking free of the rut that we were stuck in. Uh, we weren't stuck in a rut on that. That was incredibly productive time. You that was were a not. Good, that was a good <laughs> use of time. I don't care what anybody says. That was yeah. an excellent use of time. Sure, six episodes is a long run for us, the longest to date. But yeah. highly, highly, highly productive. And probably one of my favorite series we've done. Uh, stoicism was excellent. I thought that was a great, I thought that was a great series. You guys like that one? I did. It helped me personally. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was, it was, it was fruitful for me for sure. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I uh, actually found myself telling someone yesterday, uh, I said, I'm big into stoicism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. I mean, because I am, I'm big into stoicism. Yeah. And we put a lot of hours into that. Okay. Yeah, we did. Now, uh, we're going to move on to a different topic. We're going to talk about being stuck in a rut, how to identify when you're in one, how to get out of one. There's a lot to this. Uh, but as always, before we get started, we've got to define what we're talking about here, which may seem fairly obvious, but I think Tim's got it. He's, he's rubbing his hands together. He's chomping to the bit on this definition. Tim, what are we talking about when we say stuck in a rut? Well, a rut is the mating season of certain mammals. <laughs> <laughs> Here we that's, go. What I, that's what i was feeling <laughs> let's talk <laughs> actually we're not going to use that definition <laughs> so the definition that our conversation today is really going to focus on is a habit or pattern of behavior that has become dull and unproductive but is hard to change i think that's a pretty good definition but i will also tell you that's the secondary definition of rut. The primary definition of rut, which I think is, is fitting here, a long, deep track made by the repeated passage of wheels or vehicles. I mean, that's how I feel when I'm in a rut. It's like yeah. a long yeah. and deep track. And it's made because I've been doing the same damn thing over and yeah. over and over. It's just yeah. so fitting. That's yeah. so good. I, I know that's a literal definition. But yeah. I mean, it, it ties in so closely. And growing up in the rural environment that I did, it's, it's funny how it translates as well. Because when you get in a physical rut, like on a mud road or a dirt road that's turned into mud, it is hard to get your vehicle out of that rut. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. I mean, literally yeah. it is. And so it, it, that translates too, right? I mean, if we find ourselves in a rut in our life, it is not an easy task to get out of there. Hey, we haven't yeah. done this. We haven't done this in a while. So I want to do this real quick, but uh, before we get further by show of hands and nothing else, who here is stuck in a rut? <laughs> I love the honesty. Oh my goodness. It's, it feels so good. Oh, 
let the warmth <laughs> wash over you. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. All right. Moving on. No one in a rut here. Let's move on. Yep. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing everybody. to see here. <laughs> All right, guys. How do you know when you're stuck in a rut? Let's start with that one. There are some signs, right? Yeah. Yeah, there are. I, I think it's personal. And a lot of this conversation is going to be personal. And so I think, you know, this is the point where we all have to think about our own self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't think it's a, just the same recipe for every person. But I know I'm personally in a rut when I have a low energy. That is symptom number one. Uh, I also feel very unmotivated, maybe a little depressed. And I hate this, but it's honesty. I, I turn negative. I, I catch myself being more negative when I'm in a rut. And that doesn't have anything to do with any, you know, the exact same person could do the exact same thing. And I could have a negative response or maybe not a negative response. And that's completely related to me and my rut. So those are my symptoms personally. Does yeah. that, I, I want to dig into that for a second, Tim, and, and Josh, I'm going to come to you, but uh, does that, do those symptoms, uh, are they the same 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Or if you're in a rut at work, do they occur during business hours? And if you're in a rut in your personal life, does that only occur outside business hours? I mean, how does that, what does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a good question, Henry. Um, I, well, I think everybody knows. We don't turn the rut off at 5 p.m. I mean, everybody knows that. It's a great question, Henry, but it's more of a question that like shines a light on, on realization. We don't really have to think about it. When we're in a rut, it affects every piece of our life. I mean, at least for me. I mean, when I'm in a rut at 5 o'clock, and well, let's talk about a rut at work, but if I'm in a rut at work, at 5 p.m., I log off, and at 5.01, I'm still in a rut, except my family and the people around me are experiencing it instead of my coworkers. You know, yeah. that's that's the only difference. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Maybe maybe, maybe the degree is a little different, you know, but, yeah. it's, it, but it's still there. You, you don't just like, oh, got to jump back into the rut again tomorrow and head off to work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like Josh said, once you're stuck in it, it's hard to get out. Josh, what no what doubt. about for you? Like, what's it like? What what is it like for you when you're stuck in a rut? Uh, you know, a lot of mine are similar to Tim's, but I, I would say feeling unmotivated is is a big one for me, and the biggest for me would be a sense of unfulfillment, right, or not being fulfilled. And and what's crazy is if I get there, if I'm if I'm in that rut long enough, even things that would normally bring me some satisfaction or some happiness or some joy, I begin to dismiss them and, and not find fulfillment in them. And it's, it's a very intentional act to get myself out of there and, and not easy, but th that's the biggest one for me. And I hate that. I genuinely do because it translates into my, my home life, right. And things that I should be celebrating with my, my wife or my kids or my brothers and sisters it, it becomes mundane or it becomes annoying even. And so that's a, that's a bad spot for me to be in and going through this content made me realize how, you know, I don't say how frequent that happens, but I can pinpoint times when it's happened now. And, yeah. and I regret yeah. it. Were you thinking more 
when when we were preparing for this josh were you thinking more of a workplace rut i was yeah i was but what about my you mind, henry my mind you quickly went home i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah I, I actually thought more uh, personal life okay okay great so i just wanted to I was just curious if we were going to have a workplace rut conversation or if uh, one of you had gone somewhere else. So, yeah, yeah, I, I thought more about my personal life. And I, that's not to say that I'm in a rut in my personal life, but uh, working at home, being home and not really going out as, as much, you know, like just in the neighborhood has kind of made me feel like there's this routine and it's hard to differentiate uh, my personal life from my professional life because I'm at home all the time. And um, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with some things in that, in that department. Um, and, you know, for, for me, whenever I'm in a rut and like when it's, when I'm deep in it, when I'm deep in it, not just like, kind of like, oh, this is kind of boring. I need to break out. When I'm deep in it, I start to get jealous of people. Oh man. I mean, yeah. that, that one creeps up and, uh, and then that jealousy will then like almost become an anchor and I can't go and do anything that could conceivably break me out of the position that I'm in. So it just drives me further into it. Yeah. And uh, it's like, it's like to back to Josh's example of those country roads, I'm looking at people driving by, not stuck. And I'm just, I'm not pressing on the accelerator to get deeper, spin the wheels deeper into the mud. <laughs> we, um, we have a tendency sometimes to take analogies too far. So I know I'm skating on thin ice here. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Yes, but yes. it occurs to me that, and I know exactly what Josh is talking about when he's talking, I'm thinking about in a pasture, actually, mm -hmm. Josh, I mean, this is real Texas talk here, you know, it's like out in the pasture, there's no roads and you just kind of follow the track that's in the ground. Well, when there's a rut like that, when it gets completely unmanageable is when the weather gets bad. It's kind of hard to get out of the rut when you're like down, when your tires are down in the rut. It's hard to get out, but when you're just totally, you've lost control and it's unmanageable is when the weather gets bad. And I think, I do think that's a pretty good analogy because in life we can be in a rut. And then if we hit like some extra turmoil or something unexpectedly happens, man, that spiral could be really dangerous. You double I mean, down, double down yeah. on the pain and the anguish and the frustration and jealousy and anger. Yeah. So you know, what's, what's so crazy about that state for me is genuinely, I am a, I am a person who looks inside of myself to figure out my problems, right. Or to understand what is my contribution to this problem. But when I'm in a rut, like the one we're talking about, man, I start pointing fingers and it's this, you know, this person is doing this and it's got me here. Or like you mentioned, Henry, I am jealous of this and it's pissing me off. And all these, all these outwardly facing things, which are not the answer, right? To get yourself out of that rut, but it's it's amazing. It's amazing how even what who I am normally, that person shuts down, and I begin to look outward and point fingers. You know, both of you have mentioned jealousy, and I had jotted down one of the characteristics of a rut is that I'm I have more envy than in a normal state, and I don't think it would be a KL episode unless I body slammed social media. So I'll just go ahead and check that one off the list real quick. When we're in a rut, I think we sometimes gravitate to social media because for some sick reason, we feel like that's going to make things better. And then that is just salt on the envy wound. Like we're in a rut, we're feeling envy and jealousy. 
And then, oh, let me go to social media and look at someone's <laughs> life highlights so I can feel even worse about the rut that I'm in. So, you know, we're not going to spend the whole episode on this, but don't go to social media to, to help get yourself out of a rut. It's just going to make it worse. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes this goes back to the fact that when we start to believe that things are terrible and we start to even believe that things will never be good again, uh, we're put in a precarious situation where we either have to be wrong about what we believe or we have to further go down that negative path by proving ourselves right. And that's where when we go and dig into social media and start to say, gosh, everybody else is better off than I am. Everybody else is happier than I am. I was right. I was right. And yeah. it kind of feeds into that. And sometimes we get addicted to feeding into that. That monster can be pretty powerful. But Josh sort of hit on something that as the topic I think we need to go to next. Josh said when he's feeling good, he can look into himself and understand, you know, how to overcome something. But whenever he's really deep into it, he points the finger. So he's already identified the next point, which is the source. We have to identify before we can get out of the rut. We have to figure out like, what is the source of the problem? Now, uh, we don't need to keep talking about being stuck in a field because that's a pretty easy moment to identify the source of the problem. You're physically yeah. stuck in this rut. But in our life, personally, you know, our, our emotional ruts, our professional or personal ruts, those are more difficult to pinpoint. How do we get to the source of those? I'm going to interject before we answer that question, Henry, because um, I feel like there's an important little disclaimer slash foundational piece of information that we need to consider before we even get into that, which is, you know, when we're in, stuck in that rut, it feels like our life is on a negative loop. And each day, you know, we feel tired and run down or, you know, maybe we're tired and run down before the day even starts. You know, it's no excitement, no challenge. We just do not feel joy. And it's important for us when we're in a rut to determine if it is indeed a rut or if it's something more serious. And I'm yeah. talking about depression. So there, there needs to be some introspection there. You know, all three of us have said, hey, if you feel like you might need to go see a counselor, then go see a counselor. I mean, don't there's no reason to put it off. You can get some help. And so I want to make sure that everyone understands this conversation is about getting out of a rut and not dealing with depression. We are not psychologists. <laughs> so we're helping you get out of a little bit of a rut. And we're not, you know, if you have a problem that's maybe um, a little deeper, then let's make sure we address that in the appropriate way. Yeah, that's a great point, Tim. Thanks for saying that. And, you know, to that end, finding the source of, of whatever it is that's got you down, one of the ways to do that is to seek out help from other people. You know, maybe yes. it's, you know, a trusted advisor, a, a spouse, a friend, a coworker, a boss. Um, maybe it's a medical professional, you know, right. And, and mm -hmm. so any, any, any one of those outlets, that can be a great place to start just to have somebody else give you some perspective. Yeah, yeah no doubt. So no doubt. I, I would say too, Henry, as we're going through that introspection or trying to identify what's going on, I, I think it's important to say that we should not berate ourselves for feeling that way. And, and I say that, you know, pointing a finger right at me because I don't know if it's a way that I was raised or the environment I was raised in, but it was, it was almost seen as weakness, right. To, to say that I'm in a rut or things aren't going well, or I'm not pulling myself out of this. And so, 
you know, I, I would just put that out there for the listeners or maybe who ex- maybe experience it the same way I do. Like, don't, don't feel like it's weakness to, to identify that in yourself. Um, yeah. And then I would say too, like there's you, things can be going well and you're still in a rut. And so I, I would say, identify that as well. You where you know, sometimes things are just okay, but they're not where you want them to be. Or maybe mm-hmm. you're still feeling that sense of, of un, not being fulfilled. And, and, you know, that's a great place to catch it as well. So, you know, I, I would, I would kick off with those things, those two things and saying, Hey, it's, it's okay. Right? It's okay to ask and to identify that in yourself. Yeah. It's an interesting point, Josh, about berating ourselves or being self-critical. And I'll tell you for me personally, I kind of lean into the ugly underbelly of gratitude in that situation because I start chastising myself and I'll say, man, you should not complain about this. There's people that have it so much worse. And what really happens when I say that is I'm kind of marginalizing my own issues, you know, which there's a healthy part there to kind of, I guess, you know, maybe look at it through the perspective of, yes, things could be worse, but if you ignore that you're in a rut, nothing really gets solved. So you got to find a little bit of balance there in that, yes, I'm in a rut. Let me look and see what the source of this rut is and not just discount everything by saying, I should be happy with my life because I've got it better than some people. You know, I think a lot of us fall into that trap. Yeah. 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 And, and guys, there's this full life framework. I think this is an excellent tool. If you don't know where to start, if you know that like things just aren't great, maybe they, maybe they're just okay. Like Josh said, or maybe they're just crummy and you want to figure out like, well, what, what exactly is the source of the problem? Where can I make an improvement? This framework is excellent. Talk about it, Tim, explain what this is. Yeah, for me, this is the most important takeaway of our entire conversation today. For, for me, this helped me so much. So it's actually a graphic um, that shows six components of our life, physical health, family and relationships, wealth and money, mental strength, spiritual wellness, and work and career. So it basically kind of, uh, I don't know, divides our life into six pieces. And then we examine those parts of our life to see where maybe the deficiency is that's leading to a rut. I mean, it is a great way to try to find the source of the rut because you could, you know, if you're looking through it, you're like physical health. Oh, man well, my physical health is really good right now. Family, I feel like my relationship's good with my family right now. You know, wealth and money. Well, man, that's it right there. That's what's causing my stress. That's what's got me in a rut. I mean, you know, I'm speaking hypothetically here, but, you know, it helps you identify the source of that rut. And then from there, you continue to click down. That's it's right. So good. 
Yeah, and what I was reading about this um, had a question that you can pose for each one of these. I thought this was a great place to start. Am I 100% happy in this given area? Yeah. Yeah. Not how am I doing? It's am I 100% happy? And when I, when I went through it, I, I did it for myself. And I realized, okay, I'm not 100% happy in any of these areas. But I'm actually doing pretty well. And I'm yeah. okay. I'm, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I, the, the rut is, I'm just, I'm just, you know, not, I, I need to break out of my rut here a little bit, but it's not because of any of these things. It's just because I'm not, I'm not like thinking about how great things actually are. Not yeah. everything is not perfect, but things are a lot right. better than I gave them credit for. And that immediately snapped me out of it. So I knew I wasn't deep in it, but I just needed to go through and gain perspective. And this was a yeah, great, I mean, a simple exercise. It took 30 seconds. I would actually encourage uh, people to put a percentage mm -hmm. on how they feel, you know, so it's not yes, no, hundred percent. It's like, Hey, I'm 90% here. I'm 80% here. However you want to do it. What and, why? Me and, of. and why are you not 100%? Like, what's the difference? You know, it's, right. yeah. it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What it reminded me of and shout out to Ryan Nelson, because best practice from, from a leader that we've all worked with, he doesn't ask his people how they're doing. Because what he's kind of come to find out is that everyone defaults to, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm okay. So instead, he says, on a scale of zero to 10, how are you? And they have to put a number on it. Okay. And, you know, if they say six, he says, okay, well, you know, what's making you a six instead of an eight? Or how do we get you to an eight? But it gives a much more definite baseline to that question um, when he's trying to understand where his people are from a, you know, from a mindset standpoint. It's a really good exercise. That is good. You know, I'll tell you something that I did specifically when looking at this chart and going through this exercise. And I don't know if you all have done this in other, you know, exercises or workshops that you've been in but they'll, they'll ask about a feeling, right? Or maybe how your stance is on something. And then they ask you to ask why three times, right? So you say why, and then you give the answer and then it's why to that. And then it just allows you to dig a little bit deeper into what the root is. And I did that. <laughs> I did that with these, some of these, and man, it was, it was eye opening for me. So why did I, if I felt something about family relationship, and then I said, why? And I answered that. And then I said, why to that? And then I said, why to that answer? And man, it was, it, it got a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. 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 And really if anybody dope. feels uncomfortable going through that exercise by themselves, then I have an 11 year old that can help. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And the truth is though, if you feel uncomfortable going through this exercise, then it's working. You know, right. It, that's, that's right. That's, that's the right. goal here, because as you kind of get further into this, you discover that it's that desire to remain comfortable that keeps you locked in that rut. And it's it, re, it will require some discomfort to get yourself out of it. So that's a really healthy exercise, Josh. I'm going to add that to this. I'm going to do it again after after we get done here. And I'm going to ask why three times anywhere where I feel like I've got a pretty big deficiency. Yeah. Yeah. So good, Josh. Great way to determine why we're in a rut. All right. So we've talked about what it feels like when you're deep in it. We've talked about how to identify the area that may be causing us to be deep in it. Now we got to figure out how to get out of it. 
What are some techniques that you guys use? And Tim, we'll start with you again. What are some techniques you use to get out of a rut? Well, I have a very specific piece of advice and I've mentioned it on previous, um, on previous episodes, but you know, my dad had actually written down ways that he battled depression, but it, it translates perfectly to getting out of a rut. Um, the first one was help someone. The second one was spend time with someone who makes you laugh. And the third one was accomplish something. And so, you know, you can go a bunch of different directions there, but I do think that when we're in a rut, we're having a hard time being fulfilled and by helping others, it provides some fulfillment to us. Um, spending time with someone who makes you laugh. I think you could easily interchange that with spending time with quality people. There are people in our life who lift us up. There are people in our life who bring us down. We know who they are. Go to the people that lift you up when you're in a rut and then accomplish something. And, you know, I would say set small goals that are achievable and keep reminding yourself to be a person of excellence and not a perfectionist. Uh, that's and a good one. That yeah. little cycle right there, I can normally work myself out of a rut. That's great. I love that. Josh, what about you? Um, you know, one of mine is really similar or similar to Tim's is I, I have to get involved in something bigger than myself. And, and I, to me, that's giving back, right. Investing in, you yeah. know, whether it's a, it's something at church or something in the community, uh, at work, if it's, you know, mentoring or building some people up from a professional or personal perspective, I have to be involved in something bigger than myself or, you know, left, left, left to myself, um, it's, it's hard for me to find my way out of there. Um, so that's a huge, huge one for me. And then I would say mostly later in life, you know, in my, my, more, my more recent years is getting support. And, you know, we always talk about, you know, seeking out a counselor or maybe going to a therapist if things are starting to feel really bad. Um, I just don't even wait that long anymore. <laughs> you know, and genuinely, I don't. If, if I feel like there's something I need to talk through, I go, I go talk to somebody and yeah. it just, it's helpful. It is super helpful for me. And maybe this is good or bad. I don't know. I'm still vetting through this, but I feel like I'm not burdening people that, that I care about, right. Or that are in my circle, or I'm not just always dumping on somebody. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go to somebody who I'm paying to, <laughs> to, to dump my problems on. But that, I mean, genuinely that has, it helps me. It helps me. I have to talk through it. And nine times out of 10, just, just getting it out, verbalizing it gets me through 75% of what I'm feeling. And then navigating through some of the the stuff that maybe the counselor will help me get through tactically, right, is is the last little hurdle in that. So that's what's that's what's really helped me. Yeah, yeah. that's great, Josh. And I'm I'm like you. I I I've found that the best thing for me to do is to talk about it. And uh, it, it's usually because I already know the answer. I already know what it is I need to do. And when I can talk about it, it's a way of sort of peeling back the onion on all the things around it. And I get to the source of it. And I talk, I talk with people I trust, uh, people I know who are going to give me good advice, which isn't always what I want to hear, but it's good advice. And like you said, they sort of, they can help bridge the gap between what I know I should do and what those final pieces are that I need to know. Uh, and then, and then Tim, you, you mentioned this, um, but 
Uh, the other thing I have to do is set goals for myself, small goals, achievable goals, things that I can actually accomplish so I can celebrate a win. And then I can start building that chain, get some links in that chain. And, uh, and then I'll, I want to continue that success. And guys, the last thing I'll tell you, and I am a champion at this, is that sometimes I realize that I just can't get out of it today. But if I'm strong enough, tomorrow I can. And the key getting a good night of sleep. And now, Tim, I don't know what that means for <laughs> you. Awesome. I don't know how that works, but Josh and I, you know, we're in bed at nine 30. So, you know, for me, I got, if I get to bed early, I wake up feeling better. I have increased confidence. You know, I've got a clear head. I can go about it and, and start the day all over again. And sometimes that's all it takes just a good night of sleep. You know, one other thing I want to say is we've kind of talked through what it looks like in each of us and how we pull ourselves out of it. And, and I've said this on some of our previous calls as well, but it's important that we have some patience with ourselves while we're going through this. It is not a light switch to pull yourself out of a rut. It's, it's a process, right? And so be patient with yourself. Know that you're going to get it wrong a few times before you get it right. But, but keep going through the motions, right? And keep trying to find that sweet spot for yourself that helps you get out of that rut. Um, but anyway, I, I did want to share that. I, I don't want our listeners to feel that it's, you know, we're coming up with these solutions for us. And it's like, oh, hey, I'm in a rut. Let me go talk to somebody. And now I'm out of my rut. <laughs> that's not always the case. Uh, that's a great point, Josh. Thanks for mentioning yeah, that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, you could be in a rut in your personal life or your professional life. And we've helped talk through some ways in which you can identify the source of that. And we've talked through some techniques to help get you out of it. But to Josh's point, you may have to try these a few times before you actually make some headway. And if worse comes to worse, just stick a two by four under that back tire and try to push up on a little leverage. will help you get out of that rut, right? That's right. All right, Tim, why don't you help close us out here? What did we learn today? Well, I think we came to realize that ruts happen to all of us. And, you know, Josh just said it can, it's not a light switch to get out of a rut, but on the other side of the coin, a rut can happen really fast. One day, everything can be great. And the next, it feels like a struggle to just complete basic tasks. You know, perhaps every amount of progress you make feels like one step forward and two steps back. This kind of mindset you know, rut, a slump, whatever we want to call it, it can be prompted by outside factors, internal perceptions, or both. But figuring out how to get out of a rut is almost always about finding a way to reframe our mindset and perception. Whether your rut is stemming from a career situation or something in your social or personal life, it doesn't have to be a forever mindset. First things first, Let's exercise self-awareness and come to the realization that we are in a rut. Next, identify the source of our rut. The easiest way to do this is by using the full life framework, which identifies the major aspects of life that contribute to balance. Last, understand that ruts are personal and unique. So develop a plan that works for you and take action. This is the point where we keep in mind that motivation comes after we start. So get started. Good luck out there. Being locked into an unfulfilling routine can happen to all of us. And when you're in this rut, the number one thing you can do for yourself is to identify where you are. Hopefully today, you've taken away some steps to help release yourself and get on with it. 
more KL podcasts, visit kindleadershipproject.com. Follow us on LinkedIn or find us on your favorite streaming service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.